Hey there. Welcome to our first episode of The Student Sums It Up Through Sound. I'm your host, Olivia Giger, and every Wednesday, I'll sit down with the editors, writers, and newsmakers of Amherst College and our student newspaper, The Student, to get a grasp on the biggest stories of the week. Thanks for being here on this audio journey with us. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, and here's this week's news. Monday marked the first day of classes, and students filtered back onto campus from across the globe for the start of the semester. Joining me today is Zach Jonas, one of the students' news editors who covered this story. So Zach, can you tell us what the move-in process looked like? Hi, Olivia. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Students were administered color COVID-19 tests prior to arriving on campus, and only a few students had to refrain from arriving on campus because of those tests. In addition, the, the quarantine process is exactly as stringent as last semester, except now there are 1,120 students arriving on campus, a much greater number than the number of students last semester. Great. So, so what does that look like for the students once they get here to Amherst and they come to the alumni house? So once students arrived at the alumni test, the first thing that they had to do was take the, a COVID test. If their color COVID test had not come in or if there was an insufficient result, they were administered a rapid COVID test. And after that, they went straight to their rooms. They traveled across campus with their bags and they began the, the six or seven, sometimes five day quarantine period until they received their third negative COVID-19 test. And how are students feeling about this? Are, are they adhering to it? Is it? It seems to be working for the most part. I would say that the adherence to the COVID-19 protocols depends on different student groups. Last semester was different in that half the students were first years who I think might have been a little bit more anxious to break the rules and sophomores who who were also still relatively new to the campus. This semester we have juniors and seniors moving in with first years. I think the upperclassmen might be a little bit more likely to break the rules. From what I've seen on social media, students are already socializing, maybe at a safe distance, but not a distance that the college would like. So COVID rates have still remained relatively low for the, for the most part um, in this process. Has that been been continuing to work? And with that, the COVID rates have still remained relatively low. There are only four active cases of COVID-19 on the campus right now. Some credit to the college, which has greatly expanded its, its testing protocol. So compared to last semester with with 300 more students back on campus. The testing center has had to greatly increase its, its productivity. And especially with, with an outbreak of cases at UMass, I think students might be feeling a little bit more cautious and hopefully those rates will stay low for, for the next few weeks. I think we're all in agreement on that, keeping our fingers crossed. While physical health has been the central focus of the college's efforts this year, a major part of health and well-being during the pandemic has also focused on mental health. And this week, the news section has covered the resources that the college is offering to support students' mental health health this semester. Sophie Wolmer, the student's news editor, is here to tell us a little bit more about what we can expect to see in the coming semester as it pertains to mental health resources on campus. Hi, Sophie. 
Hi, Olivia. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit, what is the status of, of mental health resources on campus in this hybrid pandemic world? Um, so Amherst has really grappled with the difficulty of serving the mental health needs of a student body that's scattered across the country and even across the world. And they're trying to meet these needs of a diverse student body, um, both for on-campus and off-campus students. So they're working to offer an array of mental health services and resources. Um, and these differ based on whether or not you're in state or out of state. So what might the mental health resources available to a remote student who's studying in say Texas or or internationally look like that's different for a student who is on campus or even studying remotely here in Massachusetts. Right, yeah. So for on-campus students, the counseling center, they're continuing to provide many of the same services that they have in the past, right, prior to the pandemic. So these include psychotherapy, psychiatric care. Um, so that's both medication management and case management for students seeking referrals off campus. Um, and also urgent and emergency care. But the thing is, for out-of-state students, they're not allowed to have access to licensed counselors because licensed counselors can only practice in Massachusetts and serve in-state patients. So these off-campus students don't have access to the same resources. And even though out-of-state students can coordinate with the counseling center and get one-on-one -on -one assistance, they're still not going to be getting the specific resources that the college has to offer. And can you tell us a little bit about what is being looked at to improve this situation or to help students get the, the help that they do need? Yeah, definitely. So Out-of-state students, they can coordinate with the counseling center, as I mentioned before, for one-on-one -on -one assistance. Um, there's also an app called the My SSP app, which allows students to connect with a counselor via chat or phone on a 24-7 basis. And there are also certain support groups like Real Talk, Release, International Interactions. Uh, these are all different mental health groups that are meant to help students. I'm glad to hear that there's something out there that is available to, to the students who are not here in mass with us. Lastly, this week, I want to touch on this major HR shift the college has seen as it's formally transitioned onto Workday to organize payroll and hiring and all sorts of logistics for its employees. Could one of you, Zach or Sophie, describe Workday? How does it, for lack of a better word, work? For the past 20 years, Amherst has used a system with extension of the Aleutian Colleague, which is a resource planning and information company. So that system was used on the administrative and management side of things for the college. The system was paper-based, and it was largely outdated and ineffective as reported by students, faculty, and staff alike. And so this shift to Workdays, it was the primary focus of the Business Improvement Group initiative at Amherst that's also referred to as the big initiative at, at Amherst. This switch to Workday has allowed for the digitalization of all systems involved with human resources, finance and shared services. Information can be uploaded to the cloud. You can access information on your mobile phone. It is a new world compared to AC data. 
How have students and staff been reacting to this change? Students have responded very well to Workday. They've said that the transition has been pretty smooth and that there's been a variety of resources if they do have problems with Workday that they can reach out to. Like there are daily um, Zooms where they can receive guidance on how to navigate Workday. For the people that I talk to, students who work in the admissions office or who are CAs, they didn't really even need to seek out this guidance. They figured out the platform for themselves for the most part. One CA I talked to, she did go to a, a workday help session, but that was just because her boss was paying her to go. For the most part, it's been really straightforward and a great transition. Always good to hear of some happy news about something that's going right at the college. Well, thank you guys for joining me on this first ever episode. It's always great to hear from your reporting and your great expertise on all things Amherst News. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners here at The Student Sums It Up Through Sound. You'll always be able to find in-depth coverage of these stories and more in our online issue of The Amherst Student, published every week to our website, amherststudent.com. In the meantime, have a great week we'll see you back here next Wednesday. Special thanks to Zach Jonas and Sophie Wolmer, as well as Ryan Yu and Becca Pachoto, our editors-in-chief at The Student. Thank you to Sky Wu, our audio editor. See you next week.